Hi, everybody, and welcome to another exciting edition of Words, Images, and Worlds. Delighted on this episode to be talking with a comics creator, perhaps best known for the Star Runner Chronicles, which is uh, pretty easy to find. It's out there on the web. You can find it in a variety of spaces, and that is comics creator, author James Watson. James, thank you for jumping in and talking with me. Hey, Jason, thanks for the invite. Really excited to talk with you, and I'm really impressed with your website. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. We, we try. We try. I've been, as I was saying before we hit record, I've been very pleased with lots of kind folks that have said yes and been part of the project. So uh, glad to to have you represented in an episode as well. All right. Great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'd love to love to start how, wherever you'd like to start. I give a little background on myself, if that Absolutely. would help. The origin story is great. The origin story, right? Mm -hmm. As long as it doesn't involve radioactive chemicals or... Uh, Even so, I mean, that's magic, welcome uh, as well, you know? It's, <laughs> it's a safe space, so by all means. <laughs> well, I was just... Uh, you were telling me that you were a teacher and you work with sort of young people. I started drawing comics when I was in middle school, just on my own. I loved comic books, Marvel, DC, mm -hmm. X-Men, sort of grew up reading those things. Uh, loved starting drawing my own stories. By the time I was in high school, I was doing full-length comics. Um, my first professional job was in an, an animation studio. So I did breakdowns and layouts for Saturday morning cartoons, um, mm -hmm. a very um, um, low budget um, cut rate animation, but uh, it really got my feet wet in storytelling. It helped me to read a script, helped me to break it down in terms of the core action. And I just love the visual storytelling and I found my, my niche doing that. Um, about 10 years after that, I uh, created a studio called Atlantis Studios, and that mm. studio was designed to take um, stories and screenplays and to adapt them into visual visual format, uh, whether it's a comic or a graphic novel. Um, we started with some proprietary IP, but then ended up getting a lot of people from Hollywood and from television coming to us saying, hey, we'd like to have you break down our, our screenplay or a teleplay into uh, a graphic novel so we can you know sell it in other, other venues or at least sell the idea. Mm -hmm. um, so I began working with studios like Electric Entertainment, uh, Dean Devlin and other folks like that, uh, oh, developing nice. graphic novels based on stories like the Librarian and some of the other things that he was developing at the time, mm -hmm. adapted other projects that um, are... Uh, you know, some of them have been made into movies, some have not, some have showed up in the in graphic novels, but Atlanta Studios, uh, about, about five years ago, um, being sort of a screenwriter, closet screenwriter, and wanting to tell my own stories, I adapted one of my stories from when I was a teenager into um, a screenplay called Fallen Star, and um, I was so uh, passionate about it. First of all, I, uh, the, the screenplay got a lot of interest. People were interested and was optioned in uh, uh, 2019. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't want to wait to see the movie. So we adapted it into a graphic novel, um, which uh, went on sale on Amazon in 2020, Amazon Kindle and then through Diamond. That's uh, been a bestseller. We're on our fourth printing already. Mm -hmm. um, we've done th two more books and two more series. Uh, the last one, Hidden Star, we've just launched it. It uh, was the number one young adult graphic novel on Amazon Kindle for several weeks this past month. Nice. So we're excited to see excited to see the stories come to life and find an audience. And I guess that's the main thing as a writer, right? You create and you create 
comics and graphic novels. You never know if it's going to find an audience. You sort of do it as a passion project. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. uh, this one seems to have found an audience. So I'm really excited to talk about that, talk about the process, and maybe any other questions you have tonight. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Well, you mentioned that gestation process of something you wrote when you were younger and uh, pulling it now forward into uh, the time that we're in now and getting to see it actually come to life. So I imagine that's really rewarding. It's incredibly exciting just because I think when you're a teen or when you're, you're a young adult, you have really passionate ideas and very visual ideas. I think we're all sort of imprinted with the the things that we watch when we're in our teenage years, whether it's movies or television, or even the, the concepts and ideas that we have. And those sort of stuck with me for 20 years while I did other things and did other people's projects. I ultimately said, I want to go back to the well and mm -hmm. sort of dig out those thoughts and those ideas. I actually pulled out the layouts from when I was 17, 18 years old, pulled out some of the designs I did and began to work with, um, a new team of artists. First of all, to update the story, right? Things have changed a lot in 20 right. years. Right, right. <laughs> uh, needed to update the story, but also wanted to update the characters and the plot and the concept to make uh, um, the, the teen characters, the themes, the setting uh, really up to date. And that was a lot of fun. That's been a lot of fun to do. So if you read the first book, um, Fallen Star, and it's video, so I'm going to put it on the screen here for a second. But if you read mm -hmm. the first book, mm -hmm. the uh, foreword in the front sort of talks about the inspiration for where the story came from. And then um, to your point, it's exciting to sort of work through all the process from the visual designs to the script, to the breakdowns, layouts, working with the pencil or ink or colorist, letterer, book design, publisher, mm -hmm. distributors, and sort of getting the message out there. So um, I love the creative, creative process, but I also love the sort of the business process of seeing it roll out and find an audience and, and, and keep going. So um you know, for me, because my background's in sort of screen ad screenplay adaptation, mm -hmm. I'm extremely visual mm -hmm. and I love movies and I love seeing a story told in movie format and to see, you know, to break it down emotional moments into close-ups and medium shots and establishing shots and sort of, you know, splash pages that really come alive on the page. So um, for me, that's what a comic format allows me to do create creatively is to sort of create that movie in my mind and put it on a page mm -hmm. and as well as put all the words you want into it. You can be really wordy in a comic, whereas in a movie, you can't be very wordy, right? In a movie, you have right. to, you jump right to it, but you can get a little more wordy. You know, your characters can explain their thoughts a little more. You can set up the, the conflict and the, the concepts. Uh, and that's kind of nice because it's a book to be read, not just to be seen. Um, there's a lot of comics out there that just focus on the pictures. Mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. I think what makes comics and graphic novels unique is you can read the page slowly and you can think about what you're experiencing and thinking as you go through it. Yeah, absolutely. And they're really interesting for, uh, engaging in that way and thinking about what's happening between panels and what's mm -hmm. happening within panels. And I always find that when I go through a comic too quickly, I reach the end and I kind of have to go back and revisit because I'm almost sure that I've missed something. Yeah, it's like it's like watching a television episode and you enjoy it, but then you think, wow, wait a minute, there's a couple things in there I need to go back and revisit. Mm -hmm. And that's why another thing I love about doing graphic novels is it's long form storytelling. When you do it right, it's like a soap opera. You sort of publish you know, multiple issues. When we rolled out Fallen Star, just for a second, I'll just show you, we came out with issue one and then issue two and mm -hmm. issue three. 
and it's sort of all rolled out through Diamond in episodes. Well, it's just like an episodic, right? Like a streaming series or a television series. You can, you can, it's long form storytelling. So you can really take time to your point to really develop characters over an arc. That's more than just one issue or one book. It's going to, and it allows the, hopefully the audience to get really invested in. Well, I, I hope things turn out okay for that yeah. for the hero. I yeah. hope that villain gets what's coming to them. Uh, I hope this overarching, you know, storyline comes out as, as in happy ending of some way. Yeah. So that's the second thing I really love about comics and graphic novels is you get to develop stories that maybe get a little more developed than a movie screenplay, a little more developed than, um, I'm not as developed as a novel, right? I don't think I could ever be a novelist. I'm just too visual for that. I just, I want to see the story, but you can develop it to the point you really care about the characters. You can really get into their, under their skin, in their thoughts. Yeah. And you can also, um, you know, leave people hanging at the end of episode one and they'll come back for episode two. So again, second thing I really love is it's not only cinematic and visual, but it's also episodic. And it, um, you know, that's why, you know, X-Men has been going for 50 years. Because you can, you care about the characters and over all the things they go through, where they end up. And I hope with Star Runner Chronicles, because we've got a whole six issue arc that's not going to finish until 2026. I hope people stick with it. Nice, if they do, yeah. they're going to be rewarded because um, our core hero and our heroes are going to go through some incredible arcs over the next uh, two years in the books we're publishing. So I just hope people stick with it. But anyway, graphic novels are great because if you develop strong characters and themes, then you can sort of build them and, and get rewarded at the end for sitting through it. Kind of like watching all seven movies of Harry Potter or reading all books, mm -hmm. you know, you're rewarded because you sat through it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's very much a science fiction oriented story, of course, and a story that I, I think we mentioned either before, or right after we started recording, uh, ideal for young adults adult audience um so i'm curious about the the draw to science fiction and to kind of writing in that space yeah no great great question so i i grew up being a fan of grounded sci-fi i sort of read bradbury asimov arthur c mm -hmm. clark mm -hmm. uh even c.s lewis out of the silent planet and some of these books that um i'm not sure kids today are reading these books but they just you know the Martian Chronicles was one that just caught my attention as a 16 year old, just this, the, you know, the, the concepts and ideas that were in these sort of grounded books, even short stories that sort of built, developed science fiction themes. So I, I guess I'm sort of going back again to the well on terms of what I'm still passionate about, sort of the real science of mm -hmm. science fiction. Yeah, I'm probably more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan, for example. Right. So Star mm -hmm. Runner Chronicles is a little more, it's upbeat. It is hopeful about the future. It's hopeful about science and technology. It's sort of hopeful about space exploration that ultimately we'll find our way in the universe. Mm -hmm. That we'll mm -hmm. find out who we're supposed to be once we start exploring. And so that's you know similar themes you see in Rendezvous to Rama or you know 2001: A Space Odyssey. I mean, it's sort of like there's a place where we're going to as humanity, and it's beyond our planet at some point. We have mm -hmm. to, mm -hmm. and um, to, to to that point, I'm, I'm more more a Star Trek focus. I think you know Gene Roddenberry got it right that we will eventually work out some issues, not all issues, but work out some of the issues that hold us back, mm -hmm. and we'll have a much more hopeful future. So, Star Runner Chronicles is that story of one girl who finds out who she really is, and once she understands her origins, the door to a much bigger world 
much bigger galaxy is opened up to her and she discovers it one episode at a time she doesn't know it all at the beginning in fact by the end of the third issue she still doesn't know it all but she she's exposed to it one episode at a time um so that's the second thing i really enjoy is sort of heroic teen characters so star and chronicles is a young adult book but it's also good for adults but the characters are teen characters because that age is an age where i think you're trying to figure out who you are and i think you are facing um adversity and challenges and different kinds of friends and um you're also sort of you know going through identity crisis and 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 having romances and all these things that go on when you're a teen and through that you learn out who you really are and we become adults eventually right jason maybe we're not really adults yet but working but on it working work, on it. working on it so star runner chronicles people ask me why do, why are your characters sort of teen characters i mean there are adults that are important to the story but the key heroes are teens because i love telling the story of heroes who don't really know who they are yeah, but are going yeah. through that process through their challenges to become who they eventually will become. And for that, I hope it's a hopeful story for folks, you know, who are maybe 14 year old, 15 year old, still trying to figure it out. You know, Aurora is still trying to figure it out too. You know, her friends are still trying to figure it out, but it's a hopeful message that, you know what, we'll find our destiny. We'll get there. If you go to the website, that's one of our key taglines, find your destiny. And, you know, through, through, through understanding who we really are, that's how we figure it out. The other thing I really love about the Star Runner Chronicles, um, Jason, not to keep talking, but you are um, good. You are I good. love I love exploring through the series things that I'm really interested in. Like I love astronomy, I love astrophysics, I love you know the kinds of things we're finding as we uh, point the James Webb Telescope towards exoplanets and other star systems, and um, looking back in the history of the, of the universe. We're learning so much, and I love to put that in each each episode of of the um, of the comic i'm just going to point it out just you know maybe turning this into an advertisement but at the end of every book (laughs) at the end of every book we have a little science briefing like this one's on interstellar travel and the challenges of you know real life interstellar travel i I try to put real science in every episode so just as um you know aurora is learning real science as she develops who she is we also sort of learn about it as the reader and you can Mm -hmm. explore topics that you know maybe um like this new series hidden star is about the formation planetary formation and how planets form around distant stars we're starting to see how it's being done through telescopes and radio astronomy we can start to see maybe how our planet was formed mm-hmm. millions of years mm-hmm. ago and we're seeing it happening out in the universe so um you sort of asked me why i'm telling this kind of story it's because i think there's so many things to explore we are wow. just at the at the cusp of knowing the amazing universe that's out there and to imagine being humanity out in that universe, sort of discovering it someday we'll get there. But right now we can do it through science fiction and we can do it through our characters and at least one character who can travel faster than light, which is kind of what we'd have to do to get there. But so anyway, those, those are sort of the inspirations. Um, I I love the young adult audience. I love the characters because there's so much to explore. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. the, the science we're learning about, is worth exploring in stories and it's endless. If, if all I did was base every story on a new astronomical finding, I, you know, it's an infinite amount of stories. So it's exciting. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, the young adult sort of direction, I, I know so many adults that read and read avidly in young adult. Um, so it's just, it's a, 
an approach that carries across, I think, in, in really nice ways too. Yeah, I've had a lot of people comment. Uh, the early reviews, if you go to the, the website and you look at some of the early reviews of Fallen Star and then its sequel, Dark Star, they all made the comment. They said, uh, this is a lot cleaner than I expected. You know, it's uh, <laughs> comics sometimes have a reputation of being a little edgy and a little bit adult. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, sadly, too many comics are written for 40 year old men, right? <laughs> right. Um, I understand that. I understand there's a market for that. But what I love about the Star Runner Chronicles is that I'm trying to um, write a book that I would give to my teenager, right? Yeah. Write a book mm -hmm. that I'd want teenagers around the world to read because it hopefully challenges them in terms of the students, the, the, the students, the, the characters, your students, the characters. <laughs> um, I want, I want, uh, I want uh, the readers to be excited about, you know, heroes like I was when I was a teenager and I would read, um, you know, uh, I remember as a kid reading Tom Swift, you know, nobody reads those nowadays, but <laughs> I would read these old Tom Swift books. I thought, you know, this guy's a teen and he's got these spaceships and flying things and all the stuff that was, you know, was cool in the sixties or seventies, whenever they wrote that. I don't want to, <laughs> um, we need, uh, we need heroes like that who are sort of kind of learning about science in a, in a, in a, in a new way. And so Aurora and her friends are sort of that kind of character. She's learning about, all these things through osmosis and through her adventures and through the conflicts and the, the enemies that come after her and all the things that go on in the story. She learns little by little about the universe, kind of like we do when we open up a book and when we uh, go to one of, you know, a, a, a class at school or high, college. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess that's the challenge is never stop learning. And hopefully Star Runner Chronicles will engage, you know, a middle schooler or a high schooler or a college student to, maybe learn a little bit more about astrophysics or maybe uh, get a little more excited. Like, like I did when I watched Star Trek, mm -hmm. you know, as a young kid watching in syndication or whenever it was on and the original, and then Star Trek next generation just took it even further. It's like pure science uh, built into a story and it inspired me and still inspires me because I still love those series. Um, Star Runner Chronicles, I hope is that it's a little bit of adventure, a lot of fun, but maybe a little bit of inspiration too, that, you know, we can, there's still a lot to explore. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a, a great creative team as well. I'm going to shout out Netho Diaz uh, has worked on it. And yep. uh, Netho is doing a lot of work for Marvel right now, I believe, yep. with Daredevil and different characters. Um, so curious about the, uh, the other shout outs to the creative team that you would want to give. I'm glad you said that because uh, that was in my notes here. I uh, we have an amazing team. And you mentioned Netho as a cover artist. We also had Nahil Grego, who did the early covers. He is working for Marvel right now. Claudia Inocello, who did all the graphic novel covers, including the original uh, Fallen Star. She's done a lot of work for DC and other companies. Mm -hmm. um, we have some amazing cover artists. I think they're they're fantastic. They bring a lot of attention to the book. But I would say the, the heroes for me of this series are uh, Leo Cordero, Carlos Eduardo, um, Mohan Sivakami, who do the interiors. Mm -hmm, if, you, mm -hmm. if you look at the interiors of the book, you know, Leo is an incredible draftsman, incredible storyteller, um, incredible with detail and characters. He just brings out uh, the settings as if we're seeing it in a movie. And I love Leo's work. Carlos is a great draftsman. He's incredibly technical. 
uh, incredibly challenging uh, in, in terms of incredibly challenging pages. He has to ink mm -hmm. uh, Mohan, the, the colorist is great. And of course we have Wilson Ramos Jr. who does the lettering for each book. And of course he's an industry well-known in the industry. I mm -hmm. love working with him. It's an incredible team. Uh, we showcase them on the website. I want everybody to know their work. They do lots of work beyond Star Runner Chronicles, but it's an international team too. I mean, uh, every day I'm fielding emails from Brazil Nice, from nice. Italy, from Argentina, from all the places these great people work. And um, somehow we get a common vision. And for now three books, uh, however many pages that is, 300 pages, we've kept it going. And we got another 300 pages to go. So uh, I'm really excited to work with them. They all deserve to be followed on Instagram. And um, I hope, uh, I hope uh, they become rich and famous for their work. <laughs> they, sh they should. Because they're 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 really great, uh, so incredible creative team, and um, I love seeing seeing what they do. I love seeing what they do as I, you know, I, they send the pages, and I'm like blown away. <laughs> so this is great. This yeah. is this is the story I always wanted to tell. And I was in animation. I was a penciler. I was a layout artist, um, but I couldn't touch the kind of work all these people do. So it's fantastic. It is really well done. Really well done. Um, that curious and interested to see the the next 300 pages and also yeah. curious about where folks can go. You mentioned there's a website, social media spaces and, and things like that. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. So please, I, I invite everybody, first of all, check out the website, starrunnercomics.com. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a great place to get a sense of both the comics and the graphic novels. We have collections and then you can connect via that website to our social media, which, you know, if no one's ready to buy anything, go ahead and connect on social media. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook has probably the largest following uh, to sort of keep in track of what's going on with the new releases. Uh, Instagram uh, is where we post some of the artwork, cover artwork, interior art. Um, keep following us on Twitter. That's where press releases go. Um, and that's, you know, we, we want that following. I'm trying to think what oh, I'm missing. There's probably one other place we go. Um, but I think it's important to, yeah, we, we want to add friends. We want to add fans. Mm -hmm. um, oh, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel as well. We're actually going to come out with an animated trailer of the Hidden Star series. So that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So awesome. that'll debut on YouTube probably before Christmas. And, um, and then we'll try to keep in touch with everyone on the release of each book. Um, as you know, promotion... Once you do a book, you, know, you got to promote it. And mm -hmm. so uh, we, we're going to try to, uh, you know, heavily promote the Hidden Star graphic novel when it's done. Uh, they'll, you know, it'll be available through all, through distribution, variety of different places, Baker, Taylor, Ingram, Diamond, Amazon, uh, all that's already lined up. So we're excited about it. And I'm excited to see how it's selling. It's selling well. This new issue, this new series is selling uh, two to three times more than the, the initial a couple ones. I think we're maybe finding the audience. So I'm excited by that. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, well, James, thank you for the time. Thank you for the conversation. It's a pleasure to share about Star Runner and uh, glad to have you back anytime. Thanks, Jason, for the invite. Appreciate it. Yeah, my and, pleasure. Uh, and appreciate your audience. Appreciate your interest in what creative people are doing. So thank absolutely. You. Love it. Love the work in comics, love the work for young people and, and older people like myself too. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, Again, greatly appreciate the time. Okay. Thanks, Jason.